You are listening to another DX Talk. Delivering vital knowledge that empowers leaders to drive transformational change in their businesses. Brought to you by Quantum, facilitators of future-focused operating models that balance people, processes, and technology towards a new way of working. San Francisco AI Summit, Key Learning and Takeaways by Russell Berg, General Manager for Client Engagement at Quanton. Automation is undoubtedly on the agenda of most executives in New Zealand. Enabled by a wider ecosystem of smart technologies, intelligent process automation is the destination making AI one of the hottest words in 2019. In September, I traveled to America to attend the San Francisco AI Summit self-proclaimed the world's largest AI event for business. At the event, I joined several thousand attendees to hear from over 200 speakers and engage with over 200 exhibitors. The aim was to bring back key learning to be translated into practical insights to share and help move New Zealand businesses forward in the adoption and application of smart technologies, something key to Quanton's drive. We strongly believe our purpose is to help New Zealand enterprise create new ways of working. Quanton does this by driving transformational change within the business to create future-focused operating models that balance people, processes, and technology. There is an array of technology under the banner of AI, and differentiating between the hype and practical reality can be difficult. As a result of the newness and rapid advancement of AI technologies, Effort can be disproportionate to benefit, creating large barriers. Several technologies, such as machine learning and conversational AI, are now generally viewed as being past the hype and well-positioned to deliver business value across the total enterprise. Advanced enterprises are preparing to scale capability across their operating models. Global leaders have a scale, which is incomparable to New Zealand. That scale means it can be easier to create business cases for, implement, and scale advanced capabilities, which is one of the aspects I was most excited about. But despite that scale, I came away from the summit with the strong feeling that New Zealand businesses are keeping up with the best in the world in the way we're developing capability and where our organizations are at in their journey. One piece of research, AI Transforming the Enterprise, Eight Key Adoption Trends, presented at AI Summit, highlights the struggles companies are experiencing to scale their technology capability and programs across the total enterprise. This is a common challenge, which I believe we also see in New Zealand. For example, the research report, presented by KPMG, shows 26% of respondents have deployed robotic process automation. However, over half of these respondents, 65%, say their use is selective and siloed, and only 17% of respondents interviewed reported the use of AI or machine learning at scale, while 30% reported use in selective functions. But 83% of respondents expected to have RPA deployed and half of the companies interviewed expect to be using AI and machine learning at scale. This shows a clear desire to scale AI programs. But that's easier said than done. One of Quanton's key messages, which these figures support, is that true transformation can only occur when people, technology, and processes are considered in balance. 
There is a critical dependency on the relationship between the business and technology, and more so on the engagement of the total population in the organization. A quote which I heard at AI Day, Auckland, 2017, by Steve Guggenheimer, Corporate Vice President AI and ISV Engagement, Microsoft, has never been truer. It's too early to do everything, but it's too late to do nothing. In the following article, I share a summary of the top 10 takeaways from the conference. Many of these are significant topics which I will explore fully in follow-up articles and podcasts over the next few months. Key takeaway number one, addressing ethical issues is central to the future enablement of AI in businesses. Ethical issues including bias, privacy, access, and transparency are top of mind. Right now, it seems like we are 85 to 90% reliant on self-regulation. If we want to understand the potential risk, we only have to look at the example of Cambridge Analytica who are accused of using data to influence political outcomes in the United Kingdom and America. But, despite its importance, it's a conversation that hasn't evolved much at all in the past two years. We're still hearing the same discussions, with little action or movement forward. And that's a big issue. There is a consensus that we need more robust frameworks and legislation to protect people, both locally and globally. But the application, utilization, and adoption of advanced technologies are moving faster than the conversation for ethics can take place. Until we get to the point where we have clear legislation and frameworks, the only thing we really have is transparency. I think transparency is one of the greatest areas where legislation has a role to play in relation to AI and smart technologies. This is a massive discussion that I start to explore in the first follow-up article, which this week was published by CIO.co.nz. Key takeaway number two. If customer experience is a strategic advantage, the realm of technology-enabled possibility is limitless. We've been talking customer experience, CX, for a long time. But in the past, customer experience has been constrained by what is possible through the current boundaries of people, processes, and technology. When you consider the advancements that have been made, such as machine learning and automation, those constraints are now being blown out of the water. But here's the thing to consider. You are not going to be measured by how you rank alongside your immediate competitors. Instead, you're going to be measured by best-in-class experience, whether that best-in-class is in your industry or one completely separate, be it finance, energy, or something else. The historic approach to customer experience design and management has often been to design something around customer experience and then, well, leave it be. But placing the customer at the center of the journey means continuous iteration and review. Customer expectations and needs are constantly evolving, so your customer experience has to. Through technology, we can collect and use data and gain a real-time view of the customer. Don't look at the customer in a vacuum. Look at data and understand how it can add value and context in the present. With the capability we now have around machine learning and the ability of algorithms to self-evolve and self-learn, If your customer service is built around algorithms, there's a very strong opportunity for your service to also be continually evolving. In the future, it's quite likely we're going to see fully self-evolving services. It is likely that businesses who ignore the CX will be left behind. The key message for me, as we move into an era of personalization, 
predictive analytics, and automated experiences, we have to be clear on who we are serving and where they are in the customer journey. To provide the customers with any combination of offers, information, service, or utilization, all in a manner that is highly relevant, contextual, and adds value at a given point in time. Key takeaway number three, people are more important than ever. The culture of an organization must support a technology-enabled approach. We need to get away from thinking about these projects as purely technology projects. Instead, understand they are change projects. You are fundamentally changing how your business operates, and that change will fail unless everyone is on board, engaged, and supporting the moves. People must empower the technology. There is no compromise. It must start with the leadership and run right through to the front line, placing more emphasis on change than ever before. This can, however, be a challenge for organizations, particularly when the organizational structure has multiple layers. We often see the top level of management on board, but disparate messages being heard in lower levels. Yet, these are often the most important people to have on board as they are the ones interacting with customers. Perhaps most aptly described in a presentation I saw by Anthony Scott, whatever you estimate for change management, go outside, take a breath, come back, and double it. Key takeaway number four, data is fuel. According to The Great Hack, Netflix's documentary on Cambridge Analytica, last year, data surpassed oil in value. Data is becoming one of the most valuable assets a business will have. The success of an organization relating to the deployment and application of AI technologies will be based on their ability capture, call, store, process, and access data. Equally, AI creates more tenfold more data. We all know the old saying, which for politeness sake I'll paraphrase as rubbish in, rubbish out. Data is a critical dependency. The commercial and ethical risks businesses expose themselves to with poor data, especially in relation to algorithms, are real, not only in terms of reputational impact, but commercial outcomes. You need to understand what data you have in your business and the value of what you have, something I don't believe many companies are leveraging yet. Think about how you can make your data available in a centralized way. How can you draw from data via a single centralized place and see it and visualize it in one place? How can you move it, store it, integrate it? Thinking about your framework around data is a massive piece of the AI puzzle because it is going to become a unique piece of infrastructure. Key takeaway number five, it's time to adopt organizational structures that support our future operating models. Current organizational design is based on old ways of working and a higher dependency for human labor. But the more we harness technology, the less relevant that becomes. That means organizations are going to have to reconsider the structures that will be supporting their future-ready operating models and new ways of working. As technologies such as machine learning, conversational AI, and intelligent automation begin to be applied at scale, we will begin to see the continuous iteration of services and digital products. As machine and deep learning continue to advance, we will also see self-improving models, services, and products. At the same time, all the businesses I speak to know the environment around them is changing and they need to change faster, but they're constrained by their own internal processes. 
The traditional structures and processes of large enterprise, which are largely based on control, will become prohibitive to an organization's ability to keep pace with environmental change. Organizations which want to evolve will have to assess how they are structured. The suggestion is that organizations will have to find ways to decentralize control and decision-making, placing a greater level of empowerment in their teams. The question is how are you going to empower your people more? Decentralizing decision-making so it's closer to those at the coalface. Key takeaway number six. New approaches are required to avoid a wave of unemployed. Automation and robots, both physical and digital, are changing the world and we are at risk that automation will create a negative social divide. How Robots Are Changing the World, a report by Oxford Economics, which was presented at the conference, claimed that the number of physical robots in use worldwide multiplied threefold over the past two decades to 2.25 million. Trends suggest the rate of robot use will increase and as many as 20 million robots could be in use by 2030. Three years ago, the media was awash with stories about how we are all going to lose our jobs to robots. Today, however, it's generally accepted and backed by research from the likes of the World Economic Forum, Price Waterhouse Cooper, McKinsey, the London School of Economics, and the recent report by Oxford Economics that while we will see job losses, we'll also see the creation of new jobs, with the general consensus that those figures will even out. The jobs displaced, however, are low-skilled jobs compared to the jobs which are created, which are generally assumed to be medium and high-skilled jobs. This raises two inherent problems. The first, which I will only touch on, is that of a skills shortage, and the second is that we are staring at the potential for a new wave of low-skilled unemployed people. That's something that could increase the divide between those who have and those that have not. The three parties directly involved in all of this are the technology providers, employers, and the employees. But other parties, educational providers and governments, also have a role to play. There are some tough questions to explore around what responsibility will look like for each of those parties and what level of focus we place on initiatives over time to mitigate the impacts of this potential problem. Whatever happens, the time to start looking at this issue is now. How do we upskill those at risk of losing their jobs now? We can be the fence at the top of the cliff. Or we can wait to supply all the ambulances at the bottom of the cliff later on. Key takeaway number seven. Adopt an open approach to architecture to create best-in-breed capability. AI is a category of technologies best-in-class digital transformation, and the operating models of the future will not be achieved through one technology. It will be the application of multiple technologies in aggregation, which will create the future opportunity for businesses. This means companies need the ability to bring together the mix of technologies that best suit their business, service delivery, and operating model. Keeping an open architecture with a modular approach to technology enables organizations to develop unique capability for their business and provides ultimate flexibility, enabling them to swap out anything no longer serving their business as the business needs change. Furthermore, there is a clear move away from developing solutions towards developing platform-based capability. This is dependent for scalability. Key takeaway number eight. The ability to integrate systems is a critical dependency. 
businesses have to address the challenge of integrating a wide variety of technology from legacy systems to specialist applications and web-based services. Enterprises have huge volumes of technologies in their business, providing challenges from support, cost management, and licensing perspective, among other things. And simplification has been the name of the game for most IT teams for a while. AI, however, goes against that. In most cases, AI technologies are not replacing existing technologies. They are additional technologies within the wider technology mix exasperating an existing challenge. One of the key dependencies for businesses to be successful in the era of AI will be the ability to integrate systems and applications to support the flow of information and execution of processes. I would go as far as to place this second only to data as one of the big pieces to resolve. The takeaway? Businesses have to now develop a suite of capability around integration. Organizations will need several highly flexible integration options, a space which robotic automation fits into. Takeaway number nine, build organizational capability, not solutions. There are a large number of organizations who have initiated AI programs. However, these are often in the form of point-in-time solutions. The opportunity is for businesses to build capability based on people, processes, and technology, which enables the constant evolution of AI to better meet business needs and improve the benefit which can be derived. Focusing on technology, a clear message from many of the speakers was the shift away from solution orientation to platform capability. One of the most prevalent areas which came through at the AI Summit related to conversational AI and the development of conversational platforms that were agnostic of channel. For example, a conversational platform which could then be integrated by any number of relevant channels like Facebook Messenger, SMS, and email, instead of building point solutions like a chatbot. People, not technology, are critical to the success of capability. KPMG claimed the largest enterprises in America are making major investments in people and plan to extend that investment. The top five firms with mature AI capabilities interviewed for AI Transforming the Enterprise, eight key adoption trends, had on average 375 full-time employees, FTE, which includes, but is not limited to, data scientists, engineers, and analysts. KPMG estimated that on average, each of these enterprises were spending $75 million on AI talent and they expect to continue growing to between 500 and 600 FTE working on AI in the next three years. Capability starts with clearly defined strategies at an executive level and is enabled by the right structures, leadership, and oversight, the ability to find the optimal balance of people, processes, and technology. It is capability that will enable businesses to apply smart technologies at scale and create the operating models of the future based on new ways of working. Key takeaway number 10. Strategic governance is a dependency to achieve enterprise-wide application of AI capability. The necessity for governance is inferred throughout the previous takeaways, especially around organizational capability, scalability, organizational structures, and ethics but a dedicated takeaway is still warranted. Governance is not a new concept to organizations, but existing governance structures and processes have not necessarily been adapted to support enterprise to embed and scale capability across the business. 
Governance around smart technologies include aligning benefit outcomes to strategic drivers, benefit realization, designing and deploying standard procedures around monitoring and managing risks, performance and value, ensuring end-to-end processes maintain trust and transparency and determining roles, responsibilities, and accountability. In summary, each of these 10 takeaways are significant conversations, many of which I intend to explore in future articles. By way of closing, I would leave you with one final thought, quoting Guy Kirkwood, Chief Evangelist for UiPath. You need to figure out how to inculcate automation and AI in your business from today in order to be able to adapt to tomorrow. You are listening to another DX Talk, brought to you by Quantum, the future-focused pioneers for a new way of working. To drive change in your operating model through automation, or to subscribe for more episodes, visit quantum.co.nz.